back to another ESL podcast. Here I am today, of course, Arsenio. So grateful, so grateful, so grateful. I can't be thankful enough for all of you who are purchasing my courses out there. Just want to say I am so grateful just because, oh man, it's come a long way. And you know, I need to deliver more and more and more. That's what my goal is, is to put as much content out there as I possibly could. So I hope you guys uh, again, if you have any questions about that, we can continue uh, discussing that. So again, just keep tuning in to my Udemy and all my podcasts and you will hear more and more exclusives coming out. But nonetheless, guys, we're going to be talking about business, business risks that paid off discussion points. First and foremost, I'm going to give you six big, big risky business decisions that ultimately ended up paying off. And then we will discuss which person, you know, took the biggest risk. So number one, Elon Musk. If you guys haven't heard of him, he is the CEO of SpaceX out there. And you know what, man? This guy invested his last $25 million to keep his company, Tesla, afloat in 2008. 2008, during. And what was in the process of being the worst financial crisis since probably the Great Depression. And guess what? That company is now worth $83 billion. He used his last $25 million, and he got $83 billion. Sylvester Stallone, actor, screenwriter, of course, he is the one, the brains behind the movie Creed, which is phenomenal. He refused to sell his screenplay, Rocky, unless he played that lead role. See, they didn't want him to play the lead role. They just wanted to buy that script from him. Finally, he found a suitor, and he accepted a much smaller price as a result. And guess what? That film ended up just uh, changing the trajectory of his career and launched his career. Because he said, no, 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 I want to play the lead role. I want to play the lead role. And they say, fuck it. Okay, we'll play the lead role. And he ended up, wow, he ended up working wonders. So we got number three. Renee Lawson Hardy, she's the one of Whole Foods Markets. And you know what? If you do not know what Whole, Food, Whole Foods Market is, it's basically where you can buy organic food out there in America. Obviously, organic food is very difficult to come across in America because of the nature of what is happening out there. I mean, you know, the obesity and, you know, there are companies that are just putting and piling together these frozen foods that are packed with trans fat and things that kill the human being slowly. But she launched her company back in 1970. 1970! There was no such thing as organic. Everything was practically organic in 1970, right? They didn't have that much frozen food as they do today. Obesity was much lower than it was today. Have you guys ever watched like films like Jason Voorhees or any of those films back in the 1970s and 80s? The majority of Americans were very, very skinny back then. Watch a movie now, the majority of them are huge unless they pay models to model in their movies to give people the idea that Americans are fit and are beautiful. It's completely incorrect. But because of that gamble, she has now one of the biggest supermarkets in the USA and the most profitable. Why? Because obviously, Organic food is very difficult to come across now in America. David Cho, he was actually told to decorate the first Facebook office in exchange for company stocks and not cash. He said, man, to hell with cash. I don't want it. I want stocks. And guess what? If they would have given him, what, $200,000 up to $1 million, it wouldn't have been worth, not even near is worth 
as the stocks are worth right now, which is 200 million, this guy has in frozen assets. Well, not frozen, but assets in general. Amazing. How about Zhu? Uh, I can't say his name, but Zhao Kunfre. He, obviously, being from China, is the founder of Lens Technology. Oh, not he, but it's actually a she. And she gave her customers names of her key competitors in a bid to expand the size of the market. And now she's worth $9 billion. I'm not exactly sure what that means at all. But nonetheless, let's keep going. Mark Punkis, he's the CEO of Zynga, rejected the final chance at funding his first company to maintain control, managed to receive funding later, and sold the company at a good profit. So if we look at all of these people, which one seems to be the biggest risk to you? Now, Sylvester Stallone, I love it because he realized his true value. He knew that he could play that role. And therefore, he said nope, nope, nope to just about everyone until he said he got that lead role. Just imagine if he had sold that to someone else. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Sylvester Stallone is the actor that was in the porn industry. If I'm not mistaken, I know one of these famous people out there in America, they were in the porn industry before they ended up getting the lead role. Or he considered it, he contemplated it. Not exactly sure. Do not take my word for it. You can do your research. But nonetheless, it just goes to show you that we go through hell and back. Who's Tyler Perry? He lived out of his own car. And it wasn't a big risk. It's just he was homeless. And now he owns the land where the Confederate Army used to tame 2.5 million slaves in Atlanta, Georgia. Just amazing. He leads as that inspiration to African-Americans around, of course, America. So if we look at Sylvester Stallone, he knew his value. Renee, she kept at it. I don't know how she built an organic foods market, especially in the 1970s during the Vietnam War and during racial segregation and during, oh my God, you name it. It was so difficult. But yeah, look how profitable it is today. But I would have to say Elon Musk, having just $25 million left and during the worst economic collapse in recent memory, literally putting down $25 million and to see his Tesla company be worth $83 billion now, I think that is unbelievable. David Cho, he was going to get paid no matter what, okay? He's the graffiti artist. He was going to get paid either in cash or he was going to get that gamble. If he didn't get the gamble, he would have still had the cash. The cash would be gone today, but nonetheless, he still would have got paid no matter what. He would have gotten paid no matter what. Now, Zhao, I don't understand what that story is about. And the CEO, obviously, you know, he had his final chance at funding his first company to make all that, blah, 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 blah. But again, Elon Musk definitely has the most substantial. So how important do you think risk is in business? How can business people mitigate risks? Well, the thing, this is what we're going to be talking about over the next two to three weeks is about risk and risk taking. <sighs> Guys, business risk, I could tell you from uh, uh, a personal risk. And again, what risks do people take in their family life, social life, work life, and leisure time? I took the most significant family risk, social risk, and work life risk of my life back in 2009 when I went to Australia. My brother thought I was crazy. What the hell are you going to Australia for? People thought, I mean, come on, 2009? This was just after the great financial crisis. You know, luckily I had gotten my financial aid and I'd just been saving money over and over and over. And then, you know, I said, hey, I don't want to buy a moped. 
it's going to be very difficult to, you know, ride one of those things during the winter months. I say, you know what, man, I want to travel, but where? I don't want to do it big. And I've been talking to people about Vietnam, Hawaii, just living vicariously through other people within the department at College of Southern Nevada. And all of a sudden, I had a friend out there in Australia, took that risk. I moved there in 2011. And by the time I came back, I was no longer part of my family. Although I was living under the same roof, I was no longer part of them. Why? Because I was the outcast. I was the, ew, you went to Australia? Even to go deep into this, I remember I tried go, uh, you know, applying to different jobs and people just looked at me like, you went to Australia, who cares? I'm not going to say that's the American mentality, but that's the jealousy that runs deep within some human beings. Still remember going to Caesar's Palace and going over here, over there. People were never really like, I would say, listen, I lived in Australia for a year. What have you done? Now, again, I cannot compare and I cannot insult anyone's personal life with my life and the life I've lived. But for someone to look down on me after me saying, yeah, I lived in Australia for a year and this and that, obviously, you know, I know a thing or two about responsibility. But some people are just like, who cares? You live in Australia. I'm like, you've never even been outside Las Vegas, let alone have you even thought about going to Australia at any given point in your life. So. I took that risk and that risk ultimately cost the relationship between my family and I, we no longer speak. And a lot of you would say, wait, why do you guys no longer speak? I don't understand. Well, it's because I believe in going after it. I believe in assets. I believe in everything that I've been teaching in my personal development podcast and what I've lived over the last seven years. I just felt like my family was very unsupportive of me. There was never a, a phone call or there was never a message saying, hey, let's get on a call, man. I haven't talked to you in a while. Not even for my mother. The only time they came around was when they needed something. And that something was monetary value, money. And so therefore, I said, you know what? I don't want to be that type of son that just gives you whatever you want. And I have to pay for you to be a mother, pay for you to be a brother, pay for you to be sisters. And that was the end. And so was that a significant risk? Yes. But up to that point, if you say, Arsenio, what value did they, like, like emotional value did they provide you? They didn't provide me anything because they've never been in the footsteps that I've been in. They've never had a Japanese girlfriend living in another country, right? So how am I supposed to go to my brother and say, oh, you know, how can I do this or how can I do that? How can I overcome racial discrimination here within the borders of Thailand? Nobody knows anything about that. And what they would do is say, give up, come back home and be like us. The complaining, the not enoughness. I can't. So that was a significant risk that I took. Now, in terms of business, you know, I got very complacent at one specific job about three years ago uh, in the north of Bangkok. And then there was a termination of my contract of me being at a company, Toshiba, really funny. And then being chastised and being threatened by one of the, I, I wouldn't even say he's a head teacher. He was just one of the teachers there that played the coordinator role. And I remember when he threatened me and I felt that tingling sensation go down my spine. I said, okay, I quit. I didn't tell him right then and there, but I quit. I didn't want to quit because I wanted to get back at, at all of the I won't go there type of tourists, right? Uh, the tourists that come here for all the wrong reasons, okay? 
I won't go there. But I had so much pride. But then I said, man, to hell with pride. You can keep the pride. I'm going to be more successful than any of you put together. And so there it was. I left 2018 trying to search for a job, do this, do that. Found all these other micro jobs. I did this. And then 2019, obviously, last year being a very, very successful year. Uh, 2019 was the most successful year in terms of my career, in terms of personal development, in terms of my emotional health. Woo, boy, it was fire. And now the beginning of this year, it's picking up more steam than I could have ever imagined. We're talking about projects at different car dealerships and, okay, Arsenio, come, you know, uh, I, I need you to come over here. I need you to do this. Ars okay, I launched my course. I launched this. I launched that. People have paid this. I created a, another asset over here, another asset column over here, another asset column over here. Big, massive podcast place on this end, on that end. Like I have 10, I believe that I have 10 times my success. So I took that big risk and left a job that was paying a pretty good salary. Although again, the people who did not like me there because I spoke my truth, the truth that they needed to hear, um, and they started taking away as much work as I can. And they had the, as, as much work as they could. And they had the preconceived notion that, oh, you can't teach this. You can't teach this. I'm not going to give you any work. And I said, excuse me? Little did I know what ended up happening was I realized that I was better than them. And I said, oh, because I'm better than them. They're trying to say that I'm not good enough. So they're taking away my work. But I realized I was better than them, so I got work outside, and it ended up being the greatest gamble, the greatest risk. Quit in a job. I never thought I would ever get a job here in Bangkok because, of course, racial issues that lie within this country. But then I got an offer, and I didn't take that offer for a year. And now, wow, what a risk that was. I took a leap of faith, and I moved here because that's tingling spine I got going down the back, you know, my spine said, Arsenio, you're undeserving of this. These people, this job, where are you going? What's your career? What are you going to do? What are you doing now? Sure, I just had a personal development podcast at that time. I had nothing else, nothing else. And I said, what's my goal? What? I mean, you know, 2016 was the most successful year. 2017, there was nothing. I had to go back to a company I didn't want to work, and then I got again bad feedback from who knows who. And I said, nope, I don't want to work there anymore. Next thing you know, I went to this other company and boom, they terminated me. And I was like, wait, for what? All the students were very angry at the HR staff at that company. It, it's crazy. But 2017, because things began going downhill, hill, hill, there was no getting better. I had to leave. I had to leave because there was nothing else in that community. Just a bunch of people with narrow-mindedness, and monolithic perceptions, meaning they see life of what life was 1,000 years ago when they were segregated. It's almost like apartheid out there. Like, okay, we like these teachers only, these color teachers, you go over there. I said, no, 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 no. I took that risk. I took that leap of faith. And that ended up being a, well, probably a plus 10,000% gamble in the most positive way ever. So guys, that is the beginning of these discussion points. 
We're going to be getting into the financial risk in the next couple of podcasts. You guys are going to be real excited about this because I'm going to have these wonderful movie skits that you're going to be listening to, and we're going to break this down in micro. So with that being said, guys, have a wonderful morning, afternoon, and evening. I'm your host, as always. Stay tuned for more. Over and out.